Welcome to the Realtor Fight Club, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Realtor Fight Club. <laughs> What's up, Mert? Hey, Monica. How you doing? I'm super. How are you? Good. I'm really digging our new name, Realtor. I love Fight Club. it. I'd love to hear from our listeners. You guys liking it? Go to Toe to Toe Podcast page. No, I mean Realtor Fight Club page. <laughs> got to change somewhere. That. Go somewhere. <laughs> Go somewhere and find us. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Realtor Fight Club. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this. How do you handle two buyers who want the same property? Yeah. How do you handle two of your own buyers who want the same property? That's actually what we're talking about today. Jen, you said you've you've come across this a couple of times. Well, what you did. Yeah, I have. But more importantly, I've come across when I've wanted the same house as my buyers. That's happened more often, actually, mostly because I don't really deal with a lot of buyers. Right, right. So So what did you do? Did you compete? No. Ah. So one of them, well, they were both investment properties, obviously. So I do do like a lot of investors and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so one of them, God, it was like the best investment property too. I was like, this one is so good. And it was like their first time investing in a property. And he was like, it's like, was a friend. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't just like a business relationship. It was like, I was like, oh my God, it really broke my heart to be like, Take you, this one. you need to buy this. And that was like, it had to be like five or six years ago. That property have made them so much money. And every time I talk to him, it's just like, I get stabbed in the heart. Oh my like, God. Oh. He He's like, you. I just love that house. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> but he loves you. So isn't that worth more than the investment? No. Oh. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's nice. And actually the other time was really recently. So me and one of um, our buyers, wanted the same investment property too, but see, I'm a landlord and he's like a flipper. So yeah. that one was a little bit easier because I was like, what if we could, cause I have to pay for the renovation anyway. Yeah. So I'll do my number on what I would pay for it, like after repair value. And then you can back into what those repairs would cost and see if he and see if, yeah. And so we kind of like worked out like that, but then somebody else got it anyway. So damn it. Okay. What about you? All right. So, well, let me ask you this though. Let's say it's not you and you just, you get called from two buyers. Yeah. I mean, that's happened before too. And you go see it and they both want you to write on it. Or just like you have, that happens, right? Like you work in certain areas a lot and it's like, so you do have buyers and then all of a sudden this house comes up and it's good for like two or three or 10 of your buyers in this case, right? In this, like in this market, it's like 20 of your buyers want this house. Of course. Right. But showing it is different than writing two offers. So for me, if I had to do that, I'd have to get somebody else to represent the really? I would let Sharon, my, my partner, do it or or somebody else because I, I have to go to bat and position my one buyer. Well, which one are you going to choose? Well, I don't know how we would do that. And but what I'd if choose. you didn't have a team? What if it was just you? 
So you ask your broker or you ask a friend. Yeah, but you've you been working with this buyer and now all of a sudden you're like, hey, I got to give you to this other person. They're like, well, why don't you keep me? Well, you could explain that away and however you actually decided yeah. it. I don't know. But how do you write both of them and say that you're positioning each of them in the best light? Because to- it's according. I wrote, I've written two offers before on a house and it was, it was based on what that, like specifically that buyer. And actually this reminds me of the conversation we were having about dual agency. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think you can't be dual agents, but like, I think certain people can. So, so like they're asking your opinion on something and it has to do with some information, you know, on the other buyer. I wouldn't, it, that that's not possible. But it's not possible to separate what you know from your advice is what I'm saying. Yes, it is. Well, how? I don't know, but it is possible. So it's like, okay, we're dealing with buyer A and buyer A has this type of loan. They, their situation is this, their whatever is this. We're really only up against the we're trying to give the seller what it is that they want. Right. Mm -hmm. So like your worst nightmare is that the buyers are very similar and they're willing to get, like, they have the exact same terms. Mm -hmm. Now that, that is a nightmare, right? Right. right. So like that has not happened. There's always just like something in the deal that's makes each buyer like uniquely their own, Mm -hmm. whatever. Do you disclose to the other buyer that you have another buyer? I mean, I did, but I err on the side of like, mm-hmm. well, I guess not always because we've done the one where it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but I think like when I'm dealing with like clients, like I'd rather them know information like, hey, I've shown this to three other buyers and there's another one that's thinking about writing too, but let's just like deal with yours. And of course they ask, well, what are they writing? I'd be like, come on, man. I can't tell you that. Let's just deal with you and your offer. But if they are asking your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. It would be. I think it would be hard for you to give your opinion because you have other information in the brain, in your brain. Not so about their, no, it's, give me an example. So I'm your buyer and we're writing an offer mm-hmm. and I say, what do you think is going to be the most important thing for this seller? What do you think the term is that's most important? Is it price or what do you think? Okay. Well, that's based on my conversation that I had with the listing agent. Yeah. So I'm getting there. Based on information from the other buyer. No, but that can lead to, well, how do I position myself above all other buyers? That we talk about that then has nothing to do with all the other buyers. Cause you have to consider like there could be, if you have two buyers that want that same house, there's probably 10 other agents or 20 or 50 other agents that also have a buyer that wants the house. So you're not really, it doesn't matter. But if I say, all right, Jen, so the asking price is 150. If I say, can we use a higher number in our example? Okay. Yeah. Let's say it's 750. There you go. Boom. Yeah. That's much better. What do you think I, where do I need to be to make sure I get this property? What do you think? Well, and let's say that the situation is we've already talked to the listing agent and the listing agent's like, look, it is only price. Like they already have a place to go. They don't care about occupancy. Like mm-hmm. it, it is strictly just price and say inspections. So whatever I knew from the listing agent, I would tell them that I'd be like, look, they want, they want price. Okay. So what do you think to a certain the number amount. that gets it done? What do you think the numbers gets it done? Cause that's a normal buyer question to us, to an agent. Sure. I mean, and. And what would be your answer to any buyer, regardless if you have one or 10? But I'm just saying you have information that would affect that answer. I don't. You do. You're writing another offer. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. 
I think we're going to dis we're fighting on this, man. This is a good one. You're, You're collapsing the, I think to me in my head, you're collapsing the issues. I see what you're saying. You're saying that because you know what one other offer is, that that is relevant. And I'm saying that one offer that you know what it is, there's probably 10 others. So the one doesn't matter. But when you don't have access to the 10 others, you answer that question differently than when you have access to one other. I don't. Yeah, because if if you only have me and I say, what do you think it's done? You're going to tell me. I know you. You're going to have an opinion on that. You're going to tell me. Yeah, but it's probably going to be something like, based on what they can be approved for, based on what the property is worth, we would do some type of escalation clause. That's what I would do. Up to whatever. Whatever. Acceptable level in my mind. Whatever is acceptable to them. But here's here's the thing. Like each buyer is totally different. It is going to be very rare that you're going to have exactly two buyers that are both like the 750 house is worth 822. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're just not going to be like that. One is going to be like, it could be worth 822, but like, I'm just not comfortable doing it. The other one is like, I'll go up to a billion. (laughs) Cause I want this house because my auntie lives over here and she babysits the kids or like whatever. There's always going to be something that changes that is uniquely for them and not, they're not going to be the same. I, I agree. It's not going to be the same. I just think you can't separate that information once it's in your head. I can. Really? Why can't you? You're not even making sense to me. I am thinking. I know all these people agree with you. I know they do. I don't even want to hear your shit. (laughs) Cause it's right. It's not right. Here's my main point. Like just to simplify it down to the main point. I think you show up differently for me as your buyer. If I'm your only buyer than you do if you've got two. You have to downshift into some sort of more neutral mode where I think you would- I am not neutral, ever. You would tell me something different if you didn't have any other information. I didn't though, I haven't. In this scenario, I did not. You disclose the same information that you know, you but you can't disclose other people's offers, right? Like that's just, you can't do that. But like you right. disclose what you know about- the seller and the seller situation in order to get, to help the buyer make the best possible offer. And that's it. And that's where it ends. What would you do? You give them to somebody else and that's it. Yeah. I would have, if you're my buyer and we've been working together for like looking for a house for like a month and you give me to somebody else and say, well, give me your, like, give me the words. Well, perhaps I would ask like, look, I have another buyer that also wants this property. Uh, I can write the offer for both, or I can have Sharon represent you, or I can have one of my uh, best oh, friends. Lovely. The yeah, well, do that. And then I'd be like, let you just write it. It's fine. What did they offer? And you're going <laughs> to say, right. okay, well, what I, do you think I should offer? Well, see, and that's where the problem at that question, I'm going to show up differently because okay, if you were my only client, I would give you an answer. What you wouldn't give me an answer if you weren't? I, I I don't think I could because I have this other information. So what do you say? That's why I would say this is where this gets sticky, and I'd like you to have somebody that is battling just for you. And I'd be like, Monica, we've been working together for two months. Like I trust you. I'm sure that person is fine, but I want you. Why don't you let the other people be represented by the other? 
by whoever. Right. And then I'd have to sort that out. And of course, if they wanted me to represent them, I could. And you're right. You walk some sort of line. I just think like in dual agency, you end up showing up in a slightly different position. See, and I think dual agency is, it's actually can at times be better for both the buyer and the seller. And I don't want to hear anybody's back mouth. (laughs) Is that what they call it? I don't want to hear their crap about that. All right. All right. Shall we go back to our corner? That was a pretty break. That was like a interesting one, mainly because it's never happened to me. It's happened to you and it's, Oh, it's happened to me before, but more, yeah, more on the, more on the investor side where I want it to. That's happened more often. God, that well, sucks though. And that's more, that's a business transaction way more so than representing buyers who are going to live in the house. Would you agree with that? Those people are a bit more business minded. Yeah, it's a little different, but it, it hurts more. Really <laughs> because it's my money. Right, right. (laughs) And it's not. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head back to our corner. We'll take a short break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we will return for the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the Realtor Fight Club final round. Um, Heartland, what do you what do you know is going on the street about this one? Have you talked to anybody or yeah, we did take it to the streets of Facebook. Okay. <laughs> what did we get there? Are so funny. <laughs> I'm curious <laughs> on this one, though, because we as agents don't talk about this topic very much. No, we don't, because I don't actually think it happens that It doesn't often, happen very right? much. Right? Because most agents, you know, they're selling 5, 10, you know, 15 houses a year. And the, the chance statistically the chances of you like them wanting the same house, I guess it would be different if they like, it was like a small town and yeah, sure. 50 houses was like 50% of the transactions. You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it just doesn't really happen that often. So most of the answers were like theoretical rather than like, what did you actually do? Yeah. And those answers, I don't really, you know, that show, like, what would you do? Yeah. You don't really know like what you would do until you're in it. Right, right. I love that show. John Quinones. It's a it's a great show. That is messed up though. So good. I love it when people intervene and stand up for the underdog. The Crusaders. Good. It's so good. I'm like, yes. We need to get you on that show. Anyway, yeah, right. right. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did people generally say I can handle it or were they like, no, I would I would turn them over? They what did they say? Most, I think most people were like, I can do it. Okay. Got it. But I think that's just because they don't, because you're right. Like on the, when the dual agency, they were mostly adamant that you should like, some people even think dual agency is illegal. I guess in some places it is, but it's not no. here. Yeah. But I, I don't know. You know, I think I- it presents the same conundrum where you're going to step up differently for one client. If you've got another client that you're serving at the same time. Well, I think if you know that about yourself, then absolutely. But if you're more, 
like me, <laughs> then you don't need to do that. All right. I like it. Well, All right. That's good. Well, let's get back inside and close out. All right. Your turn. One minute. All right. I think that when you have two clients that want to write an offer on the same property in order to serve them from a fiduciary responsibility at the highest level, you can only have one one side you're representing. Otherwise, you're split in your loyalty in some way. And I think it forces you to answer questions differently. If I'm going to battle for one buyer we're going to, our conversations are going to be different than if I have to temper what I'm saying because of some knowledge I might have, which I think does come into play here. I know you disagree with that. So I had to mute myself. Lord. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you saw it. I was like, oh, that is dumb. I just thought you were being really quiet and respectful. No, I muted myself. Damn it. Listen, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's dumb. I think that if you find yourself very like emotional about this, you could be too attached to the outcome. It's not emotions. It's called well, fiduciary responsibility. The family show. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I get excited. Yeah. Fiduciary. You have to represent the buyer that you said that you would. How That's can you fiduciary. represent two? You can easily. Two buyers? obviously I just walked through an example. Okay, fine. You can even represent yourself as the buyer and another buyer. Why do you think it's a good idea? I don't think it's a good idea. I'm saying you can do it. Okay. That's not the same thing. Okay. So I think if you're the type, my one minute, I'm starting now. I'm not starting then. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. Listen, I think that you have to, (laughs) are you muted? I'm muting you. (laughs) You have to know yourself. And I agree with you. If you are the type of person that feels uncomfortable doing it, then you absolutely should refer one of them out. I agree with you. But what? How did we get from there to here? (laughs) I think you have to know yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, in a last minute turn of events. No, I don't agree with you fully. What? I think I just heard you. I heard you. If you're that type of person, you should do that. But I think that you can, I think you need to figure out why do you think that you can't? And let's see if there's something there that's like more of something about you than about the buyers. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought of how I would decide. It's the first buyer that said, I want to make an offer. I say, yes, all right. And the next one is, I already am representing a buyer on oh, this. Oh, that's perfect. Deal. Yeah. And so do you want me to continue or would you like me to? Yeah, that's that great. That came to my mind. That I love it. You know how you have like an argument with somebody and then like the next day you're like, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> yes. And you want to call them, but then you feel I stupid. <laughs> I know, but I just, I'm so glad that came to me so quickly because no. I'm so bummed. Doing a revamp would have been awkward. Yeah, it really. Like, been. I know what I'm going to say now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's revisit episode 68 or whatever. (laughs) All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you think there was a knockout in this Realtor Fight Club? How do you feel about this topic? Have you ever experienced this? We would love to hear from you. If Your opinion only counts if you've experienced it. Yeah, exactly. We don't need speculation because clearly that's what I was doing here. We don't need any more of that. All right. Who do you think won today's Realtor Fight Club battle? Is it Merlin, do you agree with her in her yes. Wild West cowboy kind of way? Hashtag or, Team Merlin. 
<laughs> or do you agree with me? Conserv- conservator. Um, right. Conservator. Responsible. Fiduciary. Aware. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Well, I hope you liked the d- today's battle. Please be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast. And please write a five-star review. It helps us get seen. And if you have any topics you want us to do, certainly let us know. You can call or text or put it on the Facebook page. And if you're curious about EXP, feel free to give me a call or text at 513-400-1691. Thanks, Monica. I'm going to go recover and lick my wounds. I'll see you next time. Next time. Bye. Bye. All right. Hey, everyone. I am here with our tiebreaker, Franz Benjamin. Hey, Franz. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm well, thanks. A little tired, but I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be tired. All right. So you do business in West Palm Beach, Florida, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. West Palm Beach, Boynton. You know, if you need me and we can work, then then we can do business. Great. And it's um, you're with Century 21. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You ready to be our tiebreaker? Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So your question is, what do you do if you have two buyers and they both want the same property? Uh, Man, you know, again, um, I have to look at everything in totality. I have to look at things as a whole, readiness, uh, creditworthiness, um, who has everything together, you know? All parties, all all competent parties. I can't look for you know people that that lag, you know, because what I'm going to be doing is um I'm going to do something called fact finding, where I ask direct questions to get direct answers, mm-hmm. and and if I feel some hesitation, I'm gonna redirect it again because I'm looking for direct answers because when I get direct answers, then I can move forward. So what if they both are qualified? Everything looks mm. good. You know, mm. they have their pre-approval letter, both from the same, like a lender that you recommended or you trust or whatever. Everything looks good. Financing's the same. They both want to offer on the same property. What do you do? Wow, that's a good one. Now something, to me, that's in a perfect world. You know what I mean? I think that in something like that, I would probably have to make sure that that they see probably more than one property. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that ever would have happened to me in real life, I would have to get more than one property just in case, or I would have the uh, both buyers offer more. You know, I'm not going to say like how much, but to me, highest and best seals the deal. You know what well, I mean? Well, me too, because- if you mm-hmm. had clients that both wanted it, there's probably other buyers that want it too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's going to have to be highest and best because um, because at the point where I'm at, when I had my first sale, that was a headache by itself, a humongous headache. And that was my, well, that was the first sale that I participated in all throughout the actual transaction. Mm-hmm. My, the previous sale that I had before that, it, like, it fell apart so bad where I had to get a closing agent to, or a co-agent, excuse me, to help assist in that process because 
it was just a complete mess. Oh, no. But to this question, um, yeah, highest and best will have to seal a deal. If not that, then, 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 you know, then I would have to go find another property because, you know, again, I think that in a perfect world, but has it happened to you before? I mean, yeah, it's actually happened a couple of times where I've wanted the same property as my client. <laughs> That's awkward. And, and what happened? Um, on one of them, the, the client did get it. Um, I okay. didn't put an offer. And then on the other one, he was going to buy it, renovate it, and then I would buy it from him, but we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, I'm trying to think, I know that I've had it where clients do want the same, where they do want the same house. But I don't know. And I did tell them, did you, what do you think about telling them versus not telling them? Telling them what? That you have other clients that are interested in it as well. I will tell them that, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I would tell them that. And then I would make sure that I keep confidentiality around each client. And I have to be, you know, in something like that, I have to be mindful because, um, you want to keep trust and confidence and, you know, you don't want to tell anything to everybody, you know, of course. And, and I would have to make sure that, you know, that you have to put up highest and best. I mean, you know, the highest person that puts up the most money wins. Well, and I think too, you can like explain it. Like it's likely that these sellers are getting more than just like the offer that you're submitting and the other offer that my other client is submitting. So it's likely they will mm-hmm. call for highest and best. So let's just do it now, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and the other thing is this, it's, it's something like that. You know what I mean? Um, I think that it's good to have, you know, a like kind property as a backup, you know, because, um, you know, what Then they're going to both want that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but, but you know something? It's a tough thing, man. It's a tough thing because if I was in something, if I was in something like that, I would have to go find another like kind of property, and it's gonna suck because you know what? And something like that, like you're in a rock in a hard place, like right. literally, you know what I mean? And, and that's what it is. And I tell folks today the same exact thing. And um, you know, a lot of folks that that, that I deal with, the problems that I get now. It's either it's a credit issue or you have to have other parties, you know, that are going to be included in the buying process that 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 have to have a say so in it. Right. Whereas you should be ready right now altogether. But you know, something it doesn't happen all the time like that. And I, you know, I educate my buyers as much as possible. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know he or, or she or them are going to be making the decision. Yeah, exactly. And what's right for them. Well, I really appreciate yeah. you being on. And if anybody has any um, referrals for West Palm Beach, Florida, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Well, my number, uh, 561-255-4244. Also, I have this that my Linda made for me. It's pretty cool. It's a face mask. And my website's on there as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, FranzBenjaminRealty.com. You know, I don't know if it's Franz number, Benjamin uh, Realty.com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, and my number is on the bottom left. 
my left, your right. Okay. And also people can find me like I'm, I'm basically everywhere. I'm on Instagram as France underscore the underscore magic underscore realtor. I'm on Facebook as well. I'm on Alignable. I'm on WhatsApp. I'm also on, uh, what's the platform called? Um, LinkedIn as well too, which is how you found it. So I'm everywhere. Excellent. Well, again, I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go sell some stuff. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Realtor Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.